Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome to the Guitar Nerds Podcast, the world's number one guitar podcast. I'm your host, Joe Branton, joined this week by Jay Cross. Whoa, the hokey cokey. Matt Knight. The chord of the day is. And a. Mark Packham. <laughs> sup. Sup, sup, sup. Yes, that's right. All four of us are back, and it's kind of a Black Friday special because Black Friday is round the corner. Admittedly, by this point, as we were getting this close to you know Black Friday and Cyber Monday, I was expecting us to be inundated with Black Fridayness. But of course, as I, I, I guess, less things are out and about this year. It's a little bit more muted, but there are still some because it's so you know, dark outside. It is. It's, it's Black dark, Friday. You can't see. Any, you can't see the deals, Joe. They're right in front of you. Just Isn't it Monday? <laughs> That's, uh, it, it, it is Monday when we're recording. You're absolutely right, uh, Mark Packham. But it's lovely to have you back, Mark Packham. Hey, Thank you. For... I like to you know pop in on this every now and then. It's uh, oh, yeah. it's good. Well, there you Just go. to prove I'm still alive. Yes, yes, yes. And alive you are. Now, we, before we uh, before we dive into the exciting things that we have to talk about, all the Black Friday deals and new products, and you know talking to Mark about what new things he's bought since he's. Uh, been away first of all we should introduce our new patrons for uh, for this week and uh, making up for last week where i went to introduce the patrons and then realized there weren't any new ones <laughs> which was very embarrassing good to thank the you. quality hasn't changed while i've been away <laughs> exactly um, dips every so time mark thank you time. very much uh, to ryan mcdermott who uh, joins us on our new godlike tier um, uh, of uh, of twenty five dollars. So thank you very much, Ryan McDonough. Wow. He is now our new top patron. Can certified you beat him, legend. dear listener? Yeah, an absolute. He actually now legend. owns us. I assume. He, technically, he does. <laughs> yeah, he absolutely does. So, so uh, do, what what does the godlike tier get you? Do you? It, it's do you not have to, really. He invented you, it. You go he, around and like do the do the washing up a couple of times a month, hmm. something like that. Yeah, that's right. I sort of you know give him a back rub. Yeah, do mow the lawn. Yeah, yeah. If that's what you call it these days, yeah, sure. Okay, well, that's nice. Yeah, yeah, I thought so too. But thank you very much, Ryan. Bloody legend. For upgrading. Absolutely, absolutely. Now, Mark Packham, it's so wonderful to have you back. Hello. Um, Talk talk to us about the guitar that you've just bought. Yeah, so, um, yeah, I've been away, what, 
four weeks. I've only done the Three podcast weeks. for something like that. I don't know. Who cares? Um, and yeah, I ended up buying a Rickenbacker 330 in that oh, time. Oh, what a guitar. Which is something that I've wanted to do for a very long time. Um, but this one came up. I just got a ridiculous deal on it, basically. This was very contentious. When you showed us it, we weren't all positive. Well, about it does come with guitar. a lot of caveats. So uh, it's, uh, I, I forget when it's from, like 2007 or something like that. Um, and it started its life as a Jet Glow uh, 330. So oh, the best color. The Yeah, the black finish, um, which, to be honest, isn't my preference. I prefer the natural. Um, but, you know, the black one's cool, whatever. And um, But so this one um, has had a fair amount done to it so the the main thing is that it's been refinished um and the way that it's been done is the black uh the the neck which is black and the sides of the body remain black but they've been like sanded back to a kind of like satin finish almost they've basically taken a lot of the gloss off of it and the the top the headstock and the back have been refinished in like a like a blue sparkle, like a almost like a lake placid blue, but like a sparkle finish. A large um, flake or a small flake? Um, it's uh, somewhere in between, I would suggest. A medium um, flake. Yeah, in that it, you know, it's more it's more sparkly than like a lake placid blue would be, but right. it's not like a big chunky flake. So I see. more um, like a ninety nine. Uh, yes, indeed. Um, so yeah, so it's. It, because of that, and the other things, it's had a few modifications uh, in terms of the electrics as well. So the original pickups remain, but the controls have been uh, stripped back to just volume and tone. Um, and uh, what, what would the, they originally have been? So there, there's, there would have been five controls plus the pickup selector. So it would be pickup selector, volume for each pickup, tone for each pickup, and then the blend control, which... To be honest, whenever I've played a 330 one on there, I can never really work out what it does. And that seems to be quite common feedback about the Rickenbackers is like the blend control, no one can ever get their head right. You know, it sounds good and you can get some great sounds out of it, but no one can ever really tell you exactly what it's doing. Uh, I'm sure there's a manual out there somewhere you could could have a look at. But um, so on my one, it's been stripped back to pickup selector, single volume, single tone that govern the entire guitar. Uh, and then some sort of phase switch. Again, the guy that I bought it from couldn't really tell me a whole lot about what it's doing, but it basically just seems to like make the pickups all sound a bit chunkier. Um, so it gives you more like kind of humbucky tones as opposed to that classic Rickenbacker uh, kind of high output jangle. Um, personally, I prefer it with that off. Um, I might even go one step further and just have pickup selector and volume. I might get another plate cut Ooh. for it. It did come with the original plate and stuff. So a lot of, if I want to restore it to what it would have come out of the factory, you know, I, I can do that. Um, but the, the backstory is, basically i was speaking to the guy i bought it from the rest of his band had their instruments refinished uh in this finish there for i don't know whether it was for a video or a particular tour or something um and they all had this blue sparkle done um and then where possible had like the back and had the sides of the guitars and the necks left in black um and he said yeah this is what i've had done i you know i didn't need the control all the controls so i stripped it back to this um and that's where we're at with it, basically. That's the reason I bought it. I got it 
for an absolute bargain uh, because it had all this work done. Um, and when I got it, I was like, oh, I'll get this. And, you know, because it's so cheap, maybe I'll spend a couple of hundred quid, like, redoing the finish and get well, it you'd back. you'd already messaged me about who to go to a, a refin about. Well, yeah, I totally. Thought, I thought it was a sure thing that you were yeah, going to Yeah, totally. And I was like, okay, well, when I get it, I'll have a look at it. But I'm, you know, 99% sure that I'm going to get it refinished back to black because I think that's quite a cool thing to do. Or get it completely stripped and, and go for the natural, um, which is always a bit of a gamble because you don't know what the wood looks like underneath um but the guitar arrived and i was like do you know what? i'm actually really into this it's not the cleanest refin um and i think that is actually down to it being quite a thin finish um and i imagine when it was originally done it probably looked very very um consistent across the entire uh, the whole face of the guitar but where it's been played and stuff it's starting to wear through back to the black in certain places so it's been refinned in a nitro yeah, yeah, yeah. It's nitro, and I think it's I think it's just generally quite a thin finish. Um, and I don't know. I'm kind of into it. I kind of like the story of you know the whole band got their guitars done in the same color, and you know it sounds from... like sounds like something uh, Joe Doe would come up with. Well, exactly that, or you know, Fender Custom Shop or something might do. You know, if they're doing color over color, you know, there's a bit of a story yeah. behind that, and it's got that kind of that kind of vibe to it. So. Um, I think I'm going to keep it as is for the moment. Um, and yeah, the, I, I don't know if I said the the, um, the finish on the neck has been kind of like sanded back a little bit as well. So it still looks uh, the jet glow finish, but it just doesn't feel quite as sticky as other Rickenbackers I've played in the past. Um, so I really like that. And I'll tell you what, it's probably my favourite guitar that I've bought since I bought my Les Paul Jr. in 2002. Um, excluding my bass, obviously, the best bass ever. But um, the Ricky, yeah, you know, I've gone through... This year, I've gone through, obviously, the um, Casino. I bought that Strat. Um, what else have I had in the past? I've had loads of tellies. I had, yeah, in fact, this year, I bought the bought and sold the Baja. Um, Reverend. What else have I had? I've had a Reverend that I bought and sold. I had that Yamaha... I've gone through so many guitars in the last, you know, uh, 12, 24 months. The Dan Electro. Uh, the Dan Electro, I've still got. Love that guitar. Great for, like, just knocking around in the living room. In You've fact, still got the Casino, right? I've still got the Casino. still got the Strat. Um, and, in fact, now I've run out of guitar stands. So the Dan Electro is now just <laughs> knocking around in the living room. Uh, just kind of gets placed wherever I've played it last. Um, and it's the perfect guitar for that. Um, but the Ricky, honestly, is kind of blown my mind how much I, do you know what? I haven't had it for so long where like I'm sitting doing a bit of work and I'm just thinking what if I just go and get my guitar and like play it because it feels really really good to play um I, I haven't really had that with anything else that I've bought since that Les Paul really um and I'm kind of constantly thinking about like how good it sounds and just wanting to play it all the time um and yeah it's just made me think like what other Rickenbackers could I buy? Like, <laughs> are there more 330s out there that I could get? Should I get a 360? What about the solid body models? You know, uh, whatever they're called, 620. 620. That was um, the one. And, uh, yeah. Was, I'm, that, I'm was that the Onion? No, That's, that was that... the 452 or something like that. Yeah, I can't remember the model number. No, 350? Is that? No, it was something more obscure. It was, it was the... Yeah. The, the John Lennon style yeah. Uh, one. Um, yeah, I didn't really like those. They were too small. The, the scale length is just too small for me. But the 620s I always remember really liking. Um, but oh, yeah, it, they, was, yeah. it was 350V 
something, yeah, something like V63. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but maybe I'll just buy more 330s. Like, well, I'll, I'll, get a 360. 360s are cooler than 330s. Uh, no, it's definitely not. It's that bevel on the no, top. It's just... No. What, I, what I don't like about them is the fact that they're bound on the back, but not bound on the top. Because I don't know, it's just something a bit weird about that for me, which is why I like the 330. I just kind of like the fact that it's there is no bevel. It's just, you know, flat top, mm. flat back. There's no binding on them generally, unless you go for one of the reissues. Um, I wish um, I wish Rickenbacker were, would introduce like a, a mid-priced variant. No, but they're, you know, from, from what I understand, they're very, very proud of the fact they've never done that. They don't outsource the work. You know, it's made in the same factory that's been owned, I think, by the same, com- uh, same family, I think, since the early 60s. Um, and, you know, again, from what I understand, they even use some of the same machines and, you know, the, the, uh, you know, I need to read into it a bit more. Um, uh, but yeah, they're, they're very, very proud of that, that they've never done a, a kind of cheaper model almost. Sure. But also no, they, yeah, they did though, didn't they? With the, because there was the S series or was that only with the base? Because there, there was a, there was a, a, a range I mean, the S was a it was, lot cheaper. I mean, the, the, the 4003S was... That just didn't have block inlays. It didn't have binding. It was a like a natural finish, I think. Yeah, right? but I think, you know, what we're really talking about is like when you say a lower price model, what you really mean is something that's kind of not American made because I don't think really right, okay. the kind of guitars that they are, they're not really going to... It wouldn't really be worth them introducing so. like a lower price American made one because it would end up being probably roughly the same money. Um, yeah. And yeah, I think they're, from what I understand, they're, they're quite proud of the fact that, you know, it's, it's all US made stuff and, you know, it's, it's, it, they've kind of kept their, their heritage. But yeah, I mean, I'm just so into it now. I watched a video today of um, Laura Jane Grace from Against Me uh, talking about Rickenbackers. Um, and She's going got f- a 370, I think. Yeah, I've seen that. Uh, I don't know about that. It was 330s and 360s. The, uh, the like iconic... The one she plays the most, I think, is a 370, which is a three pickup 360, I think. Um, I would need to check that. The numbers are all really confusing. Um, 370, is that a thing? Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, 370. That's Isn't what she... that the weird one, though? It's a, it's a three pickup 360. 360. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so, and yeah, um, in that video, yeah, she's playing a load of them. And what's really interesting is the fact that essentially they're all the same guitar. You know, the, the uh, particularly, you know, switching between a couple of different 360s, it's like these should sound the same. They're roughly the same age. You know, they're made in the same factory. There shouldn't be any difference. They all sound really, really different. Um, right. And the I find it very interesting that the one that sounded the best to my ears is the one that got covered in red wine when filming uh, like a music video, like fake red. It wasn't real red wine. It was like fake what? red wine for this video that they were doing. And um, that one by far it sounds the best. And like she's got a couple that have been kind of smashed on stage and rebuilt and stuff and they sound really good. And then like one of the stock ones doesn't sound as good, but another stock one does sound really good. So yeah, it's really um, interesting to me that like you could have this whole collection of what are essentially the same guitars and they've all got a really really different kind of um personality to them and I, it just uh, makes it just makes me want to buy more mate i you know i do eventually want to own like uh, a maple glow one and a fire glow one and a jet glow one just have them all that'd be amazing I, speaking um, sorry go on joe uh, I, was, I was just gonna say I, I was always really into uh this the chris squire signature model that rick and becker did because chris squire the the bass player from from yes he had 
you know, a four double oh one, which he um he wrapped in uh wallpaper and you know had it sort of like a paisley style finish and had it had it done like that for years and then he you know took it off and decided to sand it back and and repaint it in like a sort of a butterscotch which for the longest time it was i think that base started off being white with black binding and he'd refinished it so many times that he'd shaved off so much of the body when he'd sanded it down and refinished it time and time again that when Rickenbacker came to make his signature model they had to take his and redo their you know their their cutout for the for the instrument because it had become a completely different shape I didn't realize it was a different shape I'm gonna look that well, up well right now. you know I when I say a different shape I mean slightly yeah 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 but it would be like a few millimeters or whatever exactly exactly but you know I, I just thought it was really cool they went to all of that effort with the uh with the signature model and then of course because you know because it was Chris Squire and, and he's you know, off his head. He decided to have that uh, signature model like finished in sort of like blue flame. So it's, it's like Rickenbacker went to all that effort of sort of getting get one like the his, proportions like... right of his butterscotch one. And he was like, yeah, can you make it blue flames? <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I'm just looking at a picture of him now playing something completely different. Oh, like... he has some crazy stuff. He had a cool double necked uh, Ricky for a while, but he's had some some awesome this one is like some weird carved top green thing with like carved pinstriping and one of the smallest headstocks i've ever seen right have you seen his triple neck i have he's got like two it's two mustang style pickups and then it's a like a it and then it's a i think a mandolin on the top yeah i'm looking at it right now it is it looks like a guitar on top and then two basses yeah why do you need two bases? Chris Squire, why, do you need, why do you need one base? Well, hey. sure, sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, in, in summary, I think I'm just going to become addicted to collecting Rickenbackers to the point oh, where that I was, sounds awesome. I was looking at the casino and the Strat uh, earlier and I was like, oh, those two, if I sold those two, that would equal another 330. Let me, would, uh, you, would you get a 480? Uh, what's the 480? The, the 4001 guitar. Oh, no, I don't really care about that. I'm all about the semi-hollow guitars. As we've discussed uh, over the last few times I've been on the podcast, like I'm pretty much shifting almost entirely to having like semi-acoustics. Um, just because I just really like them. And, uh, oh, honest, I just I, really like the Beatles. Oh, I love yeah, the Beatles. Mark Packham. Oh, I like the Beatles. Yeah, oh. well, if you think about it, recently I've bought a Casino, a Blue Strat, and uh, a Ricky. <laughs> so th- I think that, that says something. Have um, either of you owned Rickenbackers? No, no. Um, no. I, I came close to buying a 620, but I never did it. Introducing the Eventide Black Hole Reverb Pedal. Like all Eventide pedals, Black Hole allows players to fine-tune every aspect of the effect. With its new, user-friendly, intuitive interface, just about anyone can shoot for the moon and land beyond the known universe. With Black Hole, users can pick and choose from five otherworldly presets to create supermassive atmospheres with the ethereal reverb of Black Hole. Soar through nimbus clouds with the airy delay of dark matter, achieve sonic supernovas with the resounding swirls of nebula, experience an unchanged charted galaxy of sound with the warmth of singularity and achieve a stellar rotation of sonority with pulsar or get creative and create presets of your own 
black hole can load as many as 127 presets via MIDI, all accessible via the preset list on the Eventide device manager for your Mac or PC. Black Hole opens boundaries with two types of infinite reverb, infinite mode and freeze mode. The scope for creativity with this pedal is almost unending. Check out the Eventide Black Hole at eventideaudio.com. What did you say, Matt? You never. You don't like the way they feel. And when we had the onion, um, it really smelt bad. So it kind of put me off for life. What was the onion? What was what is the actual model? Three two five. Was that? I think it was three two five. Yeah, it was. It was the John Lennon one, basically. It was this John Lennon one that um, when we were at GAC, basically, you know, I feel like enough time has passed so we can talk about it now. But basically, someone just found it. Like they, it was in the warehouse and it had been there for like five years or something. And someone had just found it. It had been delivered and then it had got lost in the warehouse. And yeah, one day someone just found it, went, oh, I found this down the warehouse. It's not on stock. And we opened it up and it smelled so bad. It just, yeah. I, think, I think it was just <laughs> the whatever they finished the casing inside, you're not supposed to keep a guitar in there for like five years yeah yeah the, yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i don't think it was anything really inherently like wrong with the case or the guitar or no 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 not at all it had not been at sat all. around for for a while and, it's just um, really musty and oh god it smelled oh god it smelled yeah, so I've, bad but i've just i've just never never vibed with them i guess i've never found one that i'd uh i think the bases are cool um but guitars i'm like hmm Oh, Matt, so you've got to try this 330 that I've got. It will change your mind, honestly. Maybe. So good. Maybe. Next time we're allowed to actually see each other in person, uh, you should come around and uh, and try it out. It's really good. It's um, it, it's weird that, you know, obviously we're, I know I have always, well, for the last few years, I've obviously done the po- podcast remotely, but you guys used to do it in the same room. I don't know. On a side note, if you've seen some of the TV programs that are out at the moment, like MasterChef, The Professionals, where they are literally doing the entire TV programme socially distanced. And it's so bizarre to think we're... What, they're doing it like at side. home, you mean? They're, no, they're like... So the contestants are like further away and normally oh, okay. they do yeah, like yeah, a yeah. tasting session where there's like four people all judging it. Now there's like... They can only have two because the table's not big enough to sit four people two metres apart. And uh, the, the the professional chefs that are like in the kitchen can't all be in the kitchen at the same time. So one's like got headphones on, like commenting on it from a distance. Um, <laughs> and Bake Off's the same. I think they're like all in. No, no, like ba- no. Yeah, Bake Off. They all had to. They? Yeah, like they all isolate. had to go and like stay somewhere. They, they all stayed at the hotel with um, their families. The Bake Off bubble. Yeah, yeah. yeah the the bake Off bubble. bubble sounds like a delicious bubble to be in. Yes. <laughs> um, Constantly so, eating Bake know, Off food. You guys could podcast. We could probably could podcast all in the same room. We just need a really big table. Or we just do a bubble, and then you, you oh, three are the only people that I see for guys. months on end. That's Imagine that. Terrible. Imagine if you guys all committed to just seeing me. It'd be that like the TikTok house. Awful. <laughs> yeah. <it would. laughs> oh, God. Now, uh, now just, Matt, before, just before you, you move on, I just wanted to just touch on something that Mark brought up earlier, just with regards to Against Me. Um, the something that I I found on Instagram a couple of weeks ago that uh, uh, James Bowman, who's the other guitar player in Against Me, has started making pedals. And, oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so um, his Instagram is Bowman underscore Audio underscore Endeavors. Bowman being B O W M A N. And like it seems like he's just making kind of really sh- short runs of uh, of like clones of other things like he he made three 
harmonic percolator clones. Oh yeah, and awesome. He's ma- making like a load of clone clone clones and stuff like that. And um, yeah, it's just really cool. Like you know, against me, uh, I, I absolutely love that band. Always have done. And uh, you know, it's cool that he's kind of doing something uh, in the guitar world as well. I think yeah, it's really wicked. really neat. So I'd suggest people check that out. Looks like he's. Uh... Oh, no, they've all kind of got names, but only one of them has like proper artwork on it, which is the yeah. Fortune and Glory, which looks yes. really cool, actually. It's like a yeah, travel yeah. booster. looks nice. Yeah. Very so, cool. Yeah, bloody cool. Very cool. Now, uh, you know, we, we, we're we getting closer and closer to the, the uh, I'm sure, listener, you're very well aware, the Pedal movie. And uh, and and Matt Knight, you recently got involved in something that's uh, that's the result of that. Yes. Um, I think we, we might have briefly very very briefly mentioned it last week but um i think they were only teasing it at that point but chase bliss um said uh in conjunction with the reverb pedal movie uh, there'll be some cool additions to their reverb store or the pedal movie store at 10 a uh 4 p.m uk time last tuesday and i was like pretty sure it's going to be chase bliss doing a Zvex Fuzz Factory, which sounds bloody lovely. So uh, I set an alarm on my phone and at... Uh, woke up early. Minutes, yeah, woke up early, woke up at 6am, just refreshed the page <laughs> all day. Um, so yeah, I, 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 I loaded the webpage at uh, I think like two minutes to four and then just kept hitting refresh until it went live. And then at one point, like the the product listing came up. Didn't e- I didn't even read the listing didn't even look at what the pedal was, just made sure I clicked on the Chase Bliss one and then shut it to my basket, bought it, then tried to load the page so I could actually look at what I bought, at which point <laughs> the, the reverb <laughs> website had crashed. Uh, and then by that point, I think um, there was a video demo from Joel at Chase Bliss being like, yeah, this is the Zvex Chase Bliss Fuzz Factory. And I'm like, great, at least I know I bought the right product. <laughs> um <laughs> But it's been, it was interesting because obviously for the last few weeks, I, I think, or a few weeks ago, I said I've really, I've never owned a Fuzz Factory. I've always wanted one. I think they're wicked. Um, I, it was the first boutique guitar pedal brand that I remember really, really being into. It was like Zvex. I'm like, oh, it's so cool. You couldn't get them anywhere. Um, Nothing sounded was, like it when it came no, out. No, and um, they actually, a, a, about a week before the launch, they actually did a, Zvex put up a really cool video, which was an animated history of the Fuzz Factory in like three minutes. And uh, it was kind of cool because I think he'd done another pedal before that. And uh, there was one store in his hometown that were like, oh, you know, we we want some more of this one or can you make something else? So he was like, I'm going to go and make a Fuzz Face, built a Fuzz Face clone. And it just sounded terrible. So he swapped resistors out for pots and then it made all this crazy squealing sound and did all of that. So he took it to the shop and they were like, who's going to want a fuzz pedal with more than two knobs on it? And he went, no, I really think there's something in it. And uh, it wasn't until, I think he said, PJ Harvey was on tour. And um, the guitar player came through the music store and bought one. And then he told all of his friends, and then they all bought one. And then he said... um, he said, the, I think there was a year between the first, him making the first one and then that guy buying one. And uh, they sold 18 units in that year. And then the following year, they they just were like, they couldn't make enough. And that was it. Wow. It was like the birth of the Fuzz Factory. Uh, and it's been their most successful pedal to date. And I've, I have no idea how many they've, they've sold. And they've done so many variations. And I didn't realize that 
Joel uh, Corte, who works at, who is the owner of Chase Bliss, worked at Zvex for like eight years. Oh, wow. oh right. Okay. Um, so he was really close to the building and manufacturing design of some of their products and stuff like that as well. So I think, um, you know, for him, it was quite a nice personal project. But what's cool about it, um, it literally turned up today. Um, so it's got the same five controls that you've got on uh, a normal fuzz factory. So volume, gate, comp, drive and stab or stability um but they've also added a resonant low pass filter from the condor so you can get these massive um kind of filter sweeps but because chase bliss pedals um have two foot switches they've made a bypass foot switch and an auxiliary foot switch which does a whole bunch of different stuff so you can get it to like sweep the filter or you can get it to like max out all the controls um but it's still 100 percent analog but just with digital control. So all the knobs can be digitally controlled. You can, you know, use an expression pedal to change the, you know, the stability, you know, the feedback um, pitch. So um, it's kind of the the ultimate version of the Fuzz Factory. Um, and I think the great thing about the Fuzz Factory is there's so many magical moments, I think, that people would say, oh, I dialed it in. I could never dial it in the same. Um, and now you can, like, actually save it as a preset and then yeah. go back to it, which I just think is... Amazing. It's like opened up a whole new um I think it's just opened a whole new door of like fuzz. That's it, isn't it? That's like that's that. that's, that's what people want these days, isn't it? A, a, being able to save a preset um and being able to do that with the sort of the tonal quality you get from some of those older pedals. Reintroducing the old blood noise endeavors black cap. Previously available in extremely limited quantities for Black Friday, this year Old Blood are committing the Black Cap to their permanent product line. The Black Cap is a dual asynchronous tremolo, a uniquely voiced interpretation of the White Cap. The Black Cap retains the analog tremolo side of the original and takes the highly functional digital tap side into the realms of harmonic tremolo, allowing the player to toggle series and parallel and run analog into digital or both side by side. That plus volume boosts for each side, ramp mode to shift the speed via holding the tap switch, and an expression jack for external tap controls, the Black Cap is a slice of extremely cool. Plus, this year for Black Friday, Old Blood Noise Endeavours are running a 15% off all products from Black Friday through to Cyber Monday. That's the 27th to the 30th of November, or November 27th to November 30, as you say. So grab a bloody good deal from a bloody good brand at oldbloodnoise.com. This episode of Guitar Nerds is brought to you by Shergold Guitars and their latest electric guitar, The Provocateur. Celebrated by Total Guitar Magazine as one of the most refined single cuts on the market with endlessly satisfying playability and a flawless set of tones. The Shergold Provocateur combines remarkable specification with a retro vibe for a unique and bona fide rock guitar. From the brand that once powered the likes of Joy Division and is now championed by modern guitar pioneers and So I Watch You From Afar and many others comes a fresh and exciting range of electric guitars. 
designed by legendary British guitar luthier Patrick James Eggle and featuring a roasted mahogany neck and a solid mahogany body loaded with USA-made Seymour Duncan pickups, it's easy to see why Guitarist Magazine officially voted the provocateur one of the best electrics of 2019. You can find your nearest Shergold dealer at shergoldguitars.com. And if you're not in the UK, don't fear. Many UK-based Shergold dealers have super awesome international shipping options to guarantee your Shergold will make it to you in the most far-flung of places. Proudly stand out from the crowd and discover yours today at shergoldguitars.com. Shergold Guitars. Be your own original. Yeah, so um, I, th- I was, you know, super, super pleased to, to see that, and yeah, turned up today. Serial number seventeen. So I'm guessing it may well have been based on the time that you ordered it, because I spoke to someone else who ordered one. He got three hundred and ten, um, and we live like twenty minutes away from each other. So uh, I'm guessing I just got in there super, super early. Um, not gonna, not gonna flip it on reverb, you know, for two thousand pounds. As tempting as it, it might be to quadruple my money um but also at the same time there was a earthquaker um and um i can't think of the other death by audio collaboration called the time shadows um which was two reverbs in one box which was just just sounded bonkers it was like a polyphonic sub octave reverb oh yes um, wow with with a filter um which again also sold out I think, yeah, within like an hour. Um, but yeah, just, I think it's super cool. I'm so glad to see collaborations like that. And I mean, such a classic design. Fuzzface came out in 1995. So, yeah, so it's the 25th anniversary this year. Yeah, so... Um, that seems like I think a very long time ago. A very well, yeah, long 20, time. 25 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was a very long yeah. time ago. Um... So yeah, I think it's I think it's great, um, and maybe it will change the way that Zvex do some of their pedals. I don't know, but um, just like Mark wants to collect every Rickenback, if you go on the Zvex website, how many variations of Fuzz Factory they've made with different? <laughs> Is that going to be your next thing? Like yeah, I'm going to collect every Fuzz Factory. Um, Mate, you, you cannot stop until you get the candle. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> oh, the candle that was vibrato. The um, we should one. really get we should really get Mr. Zachary Vex on the podcast, okay? Um, because he, yeah, I mean, he's just created some some of the best pedals ever. Yeah, in the last like twenty five years, um, and some really crazy designs. I, I was on the website and I forgot they did that, and I think they still do it. Not that I've seen it for sale, but the Invento box, which I think was there, they were. You can you basically buy it, but you build your own circuit inside. But they give you the components to build three of their pedals, and I think the idea was that they were going to release more and more modules and then build it in. But I don't think it ever ever took off. As we said last week, it's quite often pedals with a with a modular design in some way can be uh, tricky to introduce into the market. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Um, but yeah, this you know, is super cool. You know, speaking of uh, of pedal collections and stuff, did you guys? Uh, I don't know if you will have seen, but um, uh, f- a friend of the podcast, Chris Oliveira Gardner, he uh, uh, he has an incredible collection of um, vintage 
uh, MXR pedals. Uh, he sent me some pictures of them, which he's let me repost on the Guitar Nerds Instagram. So, dear listener and you know co-host, if you haven't seen this, you should go check this out on Instagram.com uh, forward slash Guitar Nerds. <laughs> is, that, is that how it works now? Yes, I don't know why I said it like that. <laughs> but yes, go check out the Guitar Open Nerds. your web browser, type in HTTPS. If you go to World Wide Web. <laughs> but yeah, if you go onto Instagram and check out the Guitar Nerds Instagram page. Where can um, we find that? <laughs> if you... <laughs> I'm so old. Uh, <laughs> anyway, Chris, so Chris owns every single vintage MXR pedal that they ever made. Um, I see. I saw you. I saw this post, and I saw you said that, and I didn't hmm. understand what you meant when you said he owns every vintage MXR pedal they ever made. Do you mean so? What? What does that? What time span is that? Oh, I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm not sure when he when he cut off that the you know that what was vintage. But even though he owns the paperweight, which was a a pedal that they released, uh, which was literally empty. I think it was just a paperweight. And uh, in 1982, they did a a Western Winternam special, which um, where the uh, the switch just increases the brightness of the LED. Um, doesn't actually make a sound which is great and he's got he's got that as well but like take a look at the range of stuff he's got he's got some absolutely wonderful examples matt what's the phase 100 one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes nice dress uh it's a it's a t-shirt until you tried it on same goes for your health care that's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. What do you mean? What is it? <laughs> is, should I get it? Like, is it better than the Phase Ninety? It's ten better. Oh, it's ten better, right? Yeah, maybe ten better. Um, if I remember rightly, it. So you had the Phase Forty Five, which is a two-stage phaser. Is it two or four? Phase Ninety was eight. So I'm guessing Phase One Hundred was maybe. That would be four. 
No, Wait, I what? think actually, sorry, no, I think Phase Hundred, they do a different one now. So Phase Hundred has ah, it's a Phase Ninety, but it has um, the four waveform controls, but it's the same uh, four. Oh God, I can't honestly remember which one it is now. Does it How go many slower? It is. That's all. I, I want really slow phase. I mean, they all go pretty slow. Hmm. How slow do you want it? Like, oh, there's two. I'm polymath- looking on the website now. There's so many. You got the hundred, the ninety, the ninety-five, the ninety-nine, the four, uh, the vintage, the seventy-five vintage phase forty-five, the EVH right. phase ninety. Um, they do a lot, basically. Yeah. So basically, uh, the phase ninety was the first one, um, which was um a four stage phaser they then released i'm guessing what would have been a cheapest version the phase 45 which was a two stage um circuit so basically um it's a much mellower phaser um and it will sit in a band mix more it's less it's less prominent um God, you, joe you f- need to stay away from that that's yeah we had all these people saying that the phase 90 was just a little bit too aggressive like we needed something a bit more subtle and joe's just like oh someone just someone just say something mean about me I don't, I don't <laughs> and then uh, phase 100 is actually a slightly different circuit to phase 90 and the phase 45 but it's also got the uh, intensity control so those those kind of different waveforms so to i mean me, that really is just a phase 90 but a bit more yeah it's just a it's probably about i'd say maybe 10 more <laughs> than, <laughs> than the phase 90 um I, I still think the best one you can buy is the phase 95 which yep. is the mini one because you've got the script version on there um the script or non-script version and you've got the 45 or the 90 um, so you've got everything in one, unfortunately, mini pedal box, um, because no one likes a mini pedal because your foot is the same size. Uh, here we are. I found a 1979 Phase 100. That looks good. I actually had a vintage Phase 90 for a while. Um, bit breaky. Just bought a bit- modern one. <laughs> no. No, that's not going to be the case. I isn't want a that, vintage Isn't one. that basically the same for all old pedals like that? Yeah. Bit breaky, don't bother. Just get a Only new one. Old stuff Unless is it's a good. boss pedal because they don't break. We all know this, you know. But uh... what's your cut off though, Joe? That's what I want to know. What's your cut off for old? Uh, Joe's, oh, Joe's oh, out so... there like stocking up on loots. So <laughs> is oh, you mean cut yeah, off yeah, the other I've, got, so... I've got this great rendition of green sleeves that I'm going to go and put to Elizabeth the first loots and loots. The Joe Branton story. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, 1979 is the latest time that I have set on my reverb searches. Okay, so like... what happens next year? Is that going to go to 1980? Does does the does vintage increase with like modern time? What like like classic cars used to? Um, no, uh, no, so, no. Okay, so no, 1979... no. 1979 is is that's the it. That's the, that's the end of that's the end of awesomeness. Okay. 1979. That was the last year of everything being cool. Okay. What year did um? Year. What year did the first at the driving record come out? <laughs> at the driving, where you know, 
were fine. They were a precursor to the Mars Volta, but they transcend time and space. The Mars oh, Volta. Oh, okay, they're, fair uh, enough. Uh, <laughs> they're so much more than, uh, than linear time, as it were. Anyway, speaking of the Mars Volta, um, Matt Knight, you were also involved in arranging a rather lovely pedal for Juan Alderete this yes uh, this, um, over the last few weeks. Yeah. Um, so. I was expecting to hang out, or I was, I was really hoping to hang out with um, one at Nam, and uh, you know Nick turned up and said, like, "Oh, it's no, no one," because I think he was he was going to perform on the stage as well, and he's like, "Oh no, he's really, really sick," um, and we didn't find out about it. Well, I I, I got an email from his wife um, a couple of days after Nam while we were in on on holiday um, in. Uh, in the desert and uh we were out for a, me and uh, jay and vince who i work with were out for a meal and just gutted obviously you know such a good friend and you know such a like a terrible accident and obviously he was a, in a coma at that point and we just like we just really wanted to do something and uh vince has been uh working really hard we were like right well vb2 is like his all-time favorite compact so we were like why don't we just get one finished refinished in the mexican flag which is obviously super super proud of in his heritage and uh, we had like a custom 3d printed um like rubber base um for it and uh, rich older and ash put together like an amazing um amazing sort of display box and we sort of all all chipped in and sort of helped get it sorted because just he's such an awesome dude and you know such a, a contributed so much to my musical life as well really wanted to make sure that we did something special for him because one of the first proper gigs i ever went to uh was red hot chili peppers at london docklands supported by the mars volta and (laughs) that's cool that that was the first it was so and i was talking to him about it not this year but obviously last year i was like so weird that you know, I stood in the crowd and watched you. I, at the time, it was probably what year one was of that? only a handful of people in the crowd that were like, who'd actually listened. The, the album hadn't come out by this point. Oh, I think so only, it's deep. Wait, it was, so what? Um, it, it, it was, no, it must have. The album would have come out because one didn't start playing with them until after the first record came out. No, I think because it's, first it's Flea who plays out. bass on the first record. Mm, well, this was 2000. I think this was early 2001, but I'm pretty sure it was right. just before the record came out. So they were supporting them. Um, and I think maybe one single had come out by that point. The record did, came out shortly after, but yeah, probably only a handful of people in the crowd that like actually like cared, <laughs> I guess yeah. at that, at that <laughs> point they hadn't, you know, I don't think they'd made as obviously hadn't made as big impact as they had now. I was just like, man, like how weird is it that we were like both at that, that point of time and that all of the things all of the ways that you know life could take you we end up sitting together in like your studio with you with the bass that you like played on that record was just like bizarre um so he means a lot to me and he means a lot to to jay i know jay who i work with seen seen the mars i think eight times um so we (laughs) were like we just really wanted to do jay's old old band auto de fe is is named after a mars lyric Yes, yeah, uh, which Vince was also in. So uh, oh, yeah, we just wanted yeah. to do something really special for him and uh, I really hope to see him next year and I think everyone wishes him a you know, speedy recovery. Um, but uh, yeah, gutted we won't get to see him uh, at, at NAM because obviously there's no NAM in January. So 
No Nam indeed. Uh, yeah, I wanted to totally. do something but, something uh, nice for him and uh and he messaged us back and he was super pleased and it it made us feel, you know, really nice about it and you know, really hope to get to see him soon. Yeah, it was really cool. A really cool thing to do. Now there might not be a Nam, but there is a Black Friday. And so, you know, I think we should talk about some of the new things that are coming out with Black Friday round the corner. I guess we should start off by talking about some some black themed pedals. Old Blood Noise Endeavours are reintroducing the black cap, um, which they had last year. Do you remember talking about this at, for, at last year's uh, around Black Friday? So Old Blood Noise Endeavours make the white cap, which is one of their tremolos, and they introduced the black cap as a limited edition run tremolo a part analog part digital tremolo that allows you to blend kind of either stacked or in series or in either stacked or in parallel rather um it's very cool indeed they're actually reintroducing the black cap as a standard line pedal for black friday uh, it's a standard line pedal from black friday onwards so it would become like a part of their you know the standard pedals that you can get which i think is so is that different to sorry if I'm jumping ahead here, but is that different to the black fountain? Yes, yeah. So the 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 black cap, um, yeah, it's it's basically a double sided tremolo that you can uh, you can ramp the tremolos. One side is like a digital harmonic, the other side's analog. Um, it's you know it's a super cool like double blendable tremolo in one box. Um, so. Yeah, I will be extremely excited to see that become a standard line because I think that when they did it last year as a limited edition run, it was very, very popular. Um, so I'm glad they've taken the decision to make that a standard line thing. And then, you know, they're they're going to be doing 15% off, as was mentioned at the, at the top of this podcast. They're going to be doing 15% off everything on their online shop from Black Friday to Cyber Monday. And we love old Blood Noise Endeavours um, and absolutely blooming lovely yeah i've uh, um, bunch of people sorry joe i've just found the listing from last year because it wasn't actually on their no it's not yet as yet. we're recording this I, I did check with them they're quite happy for me to let everyone know that that it's uh, that it's coming out but yes it's not as we're recording this and if you're listening to this on the day it comes out yeah it's, it's not happening until black friday Oh, um, so that's why I couldn't find anything. Yes, yeah, yes. I can't Sorry. find anything here at all. You need to find 2019's listing. If you if you look for if you it dear listeners as well as hosts, if you search for the uh, um, for the black cap, you'll find it. But it will be like on posts from last year where they talked about it. But they got oh, some really wicked. cool stuff in there. Um, I'm just in there on the store on their site now, and um, they got some cool stuff. They do posters of that are like sketches of the pedal artwork and stuff. They you do, get that. Uh, you get that with um, with every pedal. So oh, I didn't realise that. The the booklet for Old Blood Noise Endeavours is always a poster. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, these are, I, I was actually I was doing the same, Mark, and there's there's some wicked T-shirts on there. And they do they've released some records as well. They the Old Blood Noise Tape yeah. Club. I didn't realise so, that was a thing that they did. Yeah, they they've supported bands and and released bands, but also they have a fantastic thing. Now, me and Matt spoke to them a bit when we when we had them on our. Um, on the Friday special episodes, but they have their own Bandcamp website where they uh, where they release music that the two of them, that Brady and Seth, make together. Nice. And they they Bandcamp, essentially Bandcamp website, you say? <laughs> got, the, got their own Bandcamp <laughs> website. Where, where do the, you find that? Is that? It's on the it's on the can world I, Can wide I find web. it through their Facebook website? I think I think if you <laughs> if you, yeah. Sorry, Joe. Uh, yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Yeah. 
Uh, it, but the uh, um, they, they basically on their on their records they have like a track per pedal, so it's it's kind of like different tracks will be showcasing different effects. Oh, okay, have, cool, which nice, is, which is quite cool. But it's still very very musical, sort of a, a lot of it, sort of ambient, um, you know, instrumental stuff. But it's uh, it's really cool. They're really cool guys. Really Just looking cool at the. Uh... The more is it XLR pedal? So it's basically like a mm. a kind of multi effects, yeah. But for NAW, yeah, yeah, for yeah. vocals, yeah, uh, yeah, for vocals, yeah. yeah. And it's in like yeah. one of their regular housings and stuff. I didn't know they did half the stuff. I need to do a bit more. That's a, that that's new. The more oh, is it okay? Fine. Came out, yeah, yeah. They were demoing it at Summer Nam last year. Oh right, okay. Do you remember? Um, oh really? I thought it was this year. Who knows? The years have all well, blended together. Considering <laughs> I haven't been out of my house for about two weeks. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, They're actually um, old blood noise endeavors. Have got a couple of things on their way to us for gear of the year this year. I think. I think we're getting a black cap, um, uh, and then uh, what is the other thing that they released this year? Um, I think the, the fault v two. No, I think the I think it's the visit. No, the visitor's not what came out this year, is it? I don't know. There's another thing. There's another thing coming out. Uh, that's, another that's one. Come out. Another one. But not I'm, the minimum. Uh, no, not the minimum. That's uh, that's already. Yeah, yeah, we've talked done. about that quite a lot. I, might I know buy, we've talked about. I might I buy a t-shirt. These these shirts look really good. And the t-shirts are really good. Yeah, it yeah, is the visitor, you... by the way. It's the visitor, oh, which okay. is their multi cool. their multi um, modulator. If you're getting a T-shirt, Mark, let me know because maybe we can double up on the postage. Yeah, that sounds good. All right, I'll let you know. We'll do this offline. We don't need to talk about this right now. No, let's talk, let's talk about it now. I <laughs> What's want... your address? What's yeah, your okay, car details? Uh, two lock keepers cottages, Old, old Ford, Ford lock, lock, London E3, 2NN. That's it. And what's your phone number? Uh, 01818118181, actually. Great. Yeah, yeah thanks for asking. That one's for the US listeners. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, dear. Other black theme pedals, Eventide, the Eventide Black Hole Reverb. I'm very excited about this. I am extraordinarily excited about this. I was speaking to uh, to them this week as well, and again, this is a pedal that they're submitting for Gear of the Year this year. And I think kind of when it came out, we were like, uh, you know, we were like, oh, this is cool, we, but we didn't talk about it too much. And uh, you know, since then, I've actually, <laughs> I've actually checked it out loads, and it is absolutely completely mad so well, I mean, what, what is, came is, first is it, it the plug-in or the pedal itself matt you probably know a bit more about the history i think of this. the plug-in came first i think right. and then the pedal i mean the original algorithm i think was in their massive rack unit from the 90s it was yeah that's right. um oh so it then... predates the the space it predates the space gotcha um, okay and then that algorithm found its way into the h9 um and uh obviously now was, was one of the more popular i think algorithms so it's moved its way into into the black hole pedal um which i mean it does look very very cool absolutely very yeah. very cool um, but i think it's it's five different uh sort of reverb presets essentially um, of that algorithm yes five yeah. different things that are very much named so so i think there's like the the nimbus the dark matter um the nebula um 
the singularity the singularity yes oh man so, so. i mean the names are all absolutely <laughs> perfect they totally i mean that's all i need just tell just come up with a great algorithm and give it a cool space name that's basically all I need. <laughs> yeah um, it's pretty it's pretty rad and so you get yeah. those and then of course it's because it's midi controllable you can obviously load up to 127 different presets for the black hole i mean it's nice that there's a gravity control I mean, yeah. that's that's always good. I mean, it is oh, mate, amazing. Turn that off. Turn that off. Play guitar on the ceiling. Yeah, yeah. Um, I always think it's amazing with with the H nine, like pulling up a, an algorithm like that, and there's like fifty presets just for that one algorithm. You're like, how could you get so many sounds out of and so many like different sounds? I mean, I'd love to see like there was a specific one they did for the H nine called the Time Space, um, which is delay, reverb, and chorus all in one algorithms it's like three effects that's all the like, effects you can that's run all in, of them that's you, the, yeah yeah that's, those are you the can effects. run in series or parallel um but i think this is really cool i think people who are looking for a more ambient reverb there's a lot of those out there i yeah. think this is a great option i mean it's, I, it's a great I, shout i uh i know that uh i think we potentially didn't like the design of it when it came out but i really want to re- revisit the eventide rose which is their analog delay with all the modulation stuff on it. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Um, it sounds... I've watched some demos recently, and I was like, it sounds amazing. I'm like, I think we kind of poo-pooed it first time just because of the way it looked. And actually, I'm like, this sounds really good. Joe, one of these might have to... Uh, one of these Eventide pedals might have to go on the uh, the board build for the... Oh, uh, uh, yeah. Great the, yeah, the black hole is def- I mean, the black hole has two different types of infinite reverb. So uh, that, that's Ooh, that's everything I've ever wanted. That's, will it be uh, like that episode? That will it be like that um, Simpsons uh, Treehouse of Horror episode where home becomes three D? Oh, one of the best. The one of the best episodes. <laughs> what um, what um, series is that from? Because I've been doing a lot. Like I've been watching a few like different people's takes on like when the Simpsons started to go bad, and there's like people the the kind of. Uh, point that people say it goes bad is the Armand Tamsarian episode um, which I think is series 9 so this one yeah this is series 7 this is still in the good zone it's it's Uh, in in the classic when you had like Conan O'Brien like writing for (laughs) for the Simpsons yeah Um, this is like John Schwartzwelder David S. Cohen yeah it's like some of the big names I think basically if you could sum up what we're saying is if you could sum the eventide black hole pedal into an episode of the Simpsons it would be the treehouse of horror from <laughs> season seven where Homer goes into into 3d world um, I tell you what I tell you what we are we're getting a lot of stuff coming through now for gear of the year and there are some super cool things that we're not going to be able to go into depth on this episode but I'm very much enjoying enjoying the new Empress compressor mark II. And, you know, much to Jay's distaste. Don't, don't, don't me. play that. Don't play that card with me. You should, you should say on on the podcast what our conversation was, and that maybe not, you know, the bit that I said, but the bit that you said, <laughs> the follow up afterwards. What the person, <laughs> what what Empress said to you after you after you got in touch with them. It's true. Yeah, the 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 guy I was talking to from Empress. So okay, um, so just so people don't think, I, basically. My kind of disinterest in compressors is, you know, quite well publicised. And Joe was like, oh, look at this, guys. It's a new compressor which we're getting. It's so exciting. And I was like, uh, yeah, sure, fine. Okay. I mean, you know, just play a bit harder. There there you go. There's some compression. 
And then you're the, you said that the the people from Empress said what to you? <laughs> they were surprised at how excited I was <laughs> <laughs> about this release. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I am. I thought the first Empress compressor was fantastic, big box compressor, and they've managed to they basically brought it into a small sort of single standard housing. They're doing it in two colour options, blue or silver, which is great. They're also doing a bass version and a and a, a regular guitar version. But um, you know, for like an in-depth compressor, you know, that gives you a lot of you know, it's it, it gives you all the things you want. It's a multi-band compressor that gives you a mix control as well as, you know, separate attack release controls and an overall tone and then it gives you like gain reduction and input uh levels you know the via leds but it's very very good the original one was fantastic the new one is great but yeah we're getting some cool stuff we've got we've got one of the dry bell the engines their preamp oh i don't Um, even know what that is oh yes yes it's uh it's like a i think it's part um part plexi part vox voiced i think Okay. Uh, like a, a like an A and like a two uh, sort of two double voice preamp, and you can change the order of them. Um, but everything that you know, Drybell have done so far has been absolutely fantastic. So I'm very much looking forward to plugging that in. We've got the Chase Bliss Automatone preamp here as well. We decided it did technically come out in 2019, but it didn't actually. They they hadn't made it. Yeah, I think yeah, that, that qualifies for this year. I think so. It, well, we we decided it didn't qualify last year because of that. So, right. so it's here this year, and we've got one here which I'm very excited about. Um, and then, and then, what? It's something that actually comes out today on the day that this podcast airs. Well, for the patron back, as it came out yesterday for regular people, but the Keeley Hydra, which is their new tremolo reverb which seems to be a real popular pedal at the moment combining tremolo and reverb into a single box it's really all you Um, need if you think about it like if you've got just a really good sounding amp that doesn't have trem and reverb in it if you want just a classic guitar tone those are the effects that you need so how do you know how that differs because they already do a uh uh, they do the verbo trim. That's what it's called. Yeah, which is a tremolo and reverb is in that one. Not, no, do you mean vibo verb? No, the ver- verbo trim. Oh really? Yeah, 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 yeah. I've just I've 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 pulled it up. I knew that they did one, but um, I couldn't remember what it's called. But yeah, the uh, we I mean we've definitely talked about this before. The verbo trim. Um, it looks like this is a signature model so maybe it's just kind of a redesigned uh so this is the this is the verbo trim was the signature model of uh eddie heinzelman who is a uh session musician uh in kind of the country world and maybe they've just done a version that isn't a signature version i don't know but yeah interested to interested to see that because as mark says it is really all you need yeah Absolutely. Yeah, I, I, the, the Hydra is one of the only ones I've actually been able to sit down with out of everything that's uh, that's turned up here. And it is really good. Like, it, it gives you exactly what you'd expect. So you have separate reverb and tremolo controls. So you can choose, like, you know, room plate spring. And on the tremolo side, you've got a sine, a harmonic, and a, and a vibrato setting. And then you can choose the order that they're going into each other. Plus, you've got, like, an overall mixer between the two sounds. Um, 
really good all, all all fit into a compact pedal as well that still has like a it's still st- stereo and then um and then still has like a, a separate um tip ring out thing if you want to control the reverb and the tremolo independently via that oh nice that's cool very cool. I think um, we don't talk about Kili enough. I'm just I just went to the chorus modulation section section, and they've got loads of stuff that I, I mean, some stuff that's obviously quite old. But if you want like chorus or tremolo, they've got the tri the tri mod, which is their. I mean, I think their main thing is um, this kind of pedal housing that's got three algorithms on it um bit like the bubbletron which had filter phaser and flanger um but the tri mod which has chorus flange phase the rotosonic which is leslie vibroverb and univibe um obviously the verb o trem which i'm guessing is r and t i'm not sure what that is mac and then harmonic trem reverb and trem mate yeah maybe yeah, but then they've all sh- all should have reverb and trim. So I don't know if there's maybe a different, maybe they're in a different order. Um, Viberverb and the Dyna trim. So they've got quite a lot of tremolos out there. <laughs> but apparently, <laughs> Key, Key, Robert Keeley is the master apparently of um, code programming. Right. Um, loads of builders have said he is the the one when it comes to like coding. Um, Isn't that Bill Gates? These the outcomes. Yeah, uh, him and Bill Gates too. You know, incredible boutique pedal designers. Um, but uh, yeah, I know that I think Keeley's actually helped design some other pedals from other manufacturers as well. Um, I mean, my first, my, the first time I remember hearing about Keeley was uh, all, all like the modded boss pedals that, that came out kind of in the, I don't know, late 2010s, late 20, late 2000s, sorry. Um, that was my first. Well, no, way kind before of... that, right, Matt? He's been doing boss mods for years. Uh, he's been doing, yeah. I think he's been, um, I think he's been modding boss since like the early nineties. Oh, really? Um, wow. Okay, right. I no yeah, idea. I think it, it was interesting because there was a. I don't know when. Again, absolutely, someone we should get on the podcast, but um, he only really modded pedals and then had a couple of his own. Um, and then I think about I don't know, like five or six years ago. Actually, maybe less than that. They they switched off doing all of the mods. And if you remember, all of the mods went to Mammoth Electronics. And they okay. were doing all the Keeley mods on behalf of, of Keeley while they just focused on building other pedals. And then hmm. they've only done their own ones since. But yeah, I think Keeley's probably been a company, yeah, I would say probably since the, the early 90s. Right, okay, well, cool. quite Quite a long time. I know he's been in the industry for a, a very, very long time. Um, let's have a look yeah, I think he's an interesting Wikipedia the home of true lies um, <laughs> two, 2001 oh right okay I thought it was way earlier than that yeah I assumed that there was like modding and stuff going on before, before that but uh, yeah Keely Electronics when he went started, legit. started when in he went 2001 clean. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but man yeah they've got a lot of great stuff on there uh, just some stuff that I forgot they'd launched that I'm like oh I remember these pedals being really good. Um, so, yeah, definitely a brand we probably need to talk about a little bit more, I think. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, I'm just looking at the Aria, uh, which is their compressor and drive in one box. Uh, oh, I know you're talking. In, in a, they've done a limited edition kind of housing, which is like neon blue and neon pink. Um, just looks amazing. But they do these, they, you know, we, we haven't really... 
I haven't really tried them properly, but they do the dark side, which is the fuzz with a rotary flanger phaser and univibe on one side and then a fuzz on the other. Um, and then the Luma, which is their fuzz and uh, like hall reverb on the other, which is supposed to be your sort of my bloody Valentine, like shoegaze pedal. Nice. Um, yeah. Yeah. What Maybe was that first one you said? The dark side. I mean, that sounds like Joe Branton in a box. <laughs> Fuzz uh, and vibe, and you know, that's phaser. Sounds yeah. right up your street, yeah. Joe. Yeah, yeah, that is yeah. It, it, it is exactly what I want. I'm, I'm um, very excited by that. It's just a shame uh, it was made after 1979. I suppose. <laughs> yeah, I can't buy it unfortunately <laughs> because of that. Can't buy it. <laughs> I'd love to, but I, 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 I can't. Yeah, sorry, I'm, I'm sorry. Afraid. I'm afraid I can't. My hands buy this. are tied. My hands yeah. are tied. <laughs> Now, uh, that's actually, we're coming to the end of this week's free episode of the Guitar Nerds podcast. We are, of course, continuing over on our Patreon, which is on worldwideweb.patreon.com and then a slash in the forward direction followed by Guitar Nerds. All one word, no full stop. Um, where or low we were... case. Or low case. <laughs> Um, yeah, where we're going to be talking about some some stuff that's come out this week. Uh, maybe we'll take some questions. It's unlikely, um, <laughs> but, but we have some questions to pull from. You can, of course, join us uh, on Patreon for as little as a dollar a month. At a dollar a month, you'll get this episode ad free and early, which is lovely. Then you've got the five and the ten dollar tier, which give you access to all of our our back catalogue of episodes, the Patreon exclusives that run every week, and. If you're in the $10 tier, you get your name sung in a glorious song at the end of each week's episode. You can, of course, catch us on all the social medias with at Guitar Nerds and uh, join us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Guitar Nerds forum. Thanks very much for tuning in. We'll be back next week with more of this guitar nerdery. Farewell. Cheers, gang. Bye. Bye. Oh, Paul, Drew, and Russell, Kristen Abbott, and Ty Allen, Yogi, the guitarist, Kyle Harris, Cloud Lifter, Todd Simons, Rich Creswell, Joe, how about your news and Michael Grandma Don, Ernie Cooper, Ross, Edward Snape, Nagos.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 